Hey guys, this is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biro, and welcome to award season, that most wonderful time of the year. Which seems like it's an all-year thing now, doesn't it? Didn't we just talk about last year's Oscars? Anyway, these last few weeks mark the official start of award season bonanza with the rollout of the big film festivals like Venice, Telluride, and Toronto. We're starting to get a pretty good picture of who will be the big contenders in this year's Oscar race. I'm so happy to be joined again on the show by Claudia Puig to talk about all the things happening in the award season. She's the president of the L.A. Film Critics Association, a film critic at Film Week on NPR's KPCC, and a film festival programmer. She was at Telluride and has been following all the big film festivals. One interesting fact about Telluride is that seven movies that have premiered there in the last 10 years have gone on to win Best Picture. So does she know who that will be this year? And not only is this film awards season, it's also TV awards season because on September 22nd, we have the Emmy Awards coming up and Claudia and I are going to share our predictions in some of the bigger categories. Claudia Puig, thank you so much for joining me here again. So great to be back. Thank you for having me. So we're going to talk about awards season and some of the things that you're predicting as well as the Emmys at the end. And, and we'll see which of us will, will get a few of the categories right. If not, I'll have to invite you to dinner sometime. <laughs> it's a deal. So I have to start off with the Joker winning Venice. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, that kind of came, I was so surprised by that in some ways, but, um, you know, given Joaquin Phoenix's talents, not that surprised. Um, and I think, you know, it's, he's kind of probably the one to beat in terms of, uh, you know, best actor. Um, but it's definitely, he's going to be in the mix, no question, and probably the film will yeah. be too. You I said that that surprised you. What, 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 what surprises you? I guess just for the idea of, you know, a movie about the Joker being that great. Um, and, you know, you think about, uh, when you think about the performances, you know, before, uh, uh, previous performances that have been so great, you know, Heath as Ledger. the Joker. Right, right. Yes, Heath Ledger's. I mean, didn't he win posthumously a uh, supporting actor? I think he did. So I guess I sort of felt like I'd seen the ultimate Joker with Heath Ledger. Um, so I think that's where the surprise came for me. But then again, that's such a great role to dig your teeth into if you're, you know, if you are a avid actor as Joaquin Phoenix is, um, and just a passionate person. But, um, yeah, I'm just really intrigued. I don't know. That's just not the kind of movie you expect to have that level of awards patina to it. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. For my whole life, 
I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. And there's going to be a lot of think pieces, it seems to be coming already. Um, consider it sort of a violent, uh, if this is the movie that we need to see right now and, and not. Yeah, it probably reflects where we are right now. I mean, we have someone who leads our country who, you know, is it, is probably as evil and as creepy as the Joker. Um, and I'm speaking about my country. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, <laughs> um I think it is the movie for right now, given where we are in the world. And, and, you know, I, I, you know, I say this without having seen it, but I mean, in terms of, yeah, you know, the violence that's going on and everything, you know, on the other hand, I guess you could look at, you know, is this the movie we need? Maybe we need a tonic. Maybe we need something gentler. Maybe we need a beautiful day in the neighborhood or something like that. Um, But yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense given, you know, our current, state of affairs so joaquin phoenix is definitely in the best actor race and another one i hear that will definitely be also is adam driver's year um, um yes. for marriage story yeah and it was it's fantastic and he's great I and mean, he's having a really good year all around he was in the report as well which is also quite good um but marriage story he is fantastic in, and he's always so good i mean um the la film critics gave him the award um a few years ago for Patterson. And I just think he's, you know, he is. And then of course he was really good last year in, um, black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yes. So he's just, he's a fantastic actor. Um, and this film is just a very honest film. It's, it's, you know, Noah Baumbach at his best. Um, and it's a real look at sort of the dissolution of a marriage and particularly, I think he stands out in it more than anybody else, more than Scarlett Johansson, more than the other characters, uh, more than the other actors. But, yeah. I've been what I love about Nicole. Loving you. She's a great dancer. Infectious. She is a mother who plays, really plays. She gives great presents. She's competitive. What? Are you kidding me? You want to be free. She knows when to push me. Oh, baby. And when to leave me alone. I thought we should talk. Okay. I don't know how to start. And do you think there's other awards uh, speculation for Marriage Story? Um, probably Best Picture, Best Screenplay, maybe Best Director for Noah. Wow, that's everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the other yeah, actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I personally wouldn't give it to Scarlett, but I think she might be in the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I understand that Alan Alda and uh, Laura Dern are really good, too. Oh, Laura Dern, definitely for supporting actress. Yes. And Alan Alda is very good. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's got a really strong ensemble of actors and a Julie Haggerty from airplane. It's nice to see her again. Oh, Wow. That was, Um, I know Mm -hmm. (laughs) she still has that little voice. Um, And yeah, no, so it's, it's a really, really good film. Um, And there's been some comparisons to Kramer versus Kramer. How has he sort of elevated it to today? 
Exactly. It's like the latter day, the contemporary version of Kramer versus Kramer. Um, that, w- that was maybe focused a little bit more on the child. Um, but it's, you know, there is the element of like, that's kind of the issue here where the child is going to be raised. He wants to stay in New York. She wants to go to L.A. And so, you know, he's coming out to to L.A. to see the child, to see their son. And yeah, I, I think it's definitely, you know, this generation's Kramer versus Kramer. Right. Um, and then there's two women that I'm pretty excited about all the Oscar buzz. One I've seen, and that's um, Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland and Judy. Oh. And the other one is Jennifer Lopez in The Hustlers, which I'm, I have not seen, but I'm so excited that she's getting Oscar buzz. Tell me about these yes. two performances. So I, have, I haven't seen Judy yet, but I have seen Hustlers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, she, it's, you know, it's her movie and it's nice to see her back again. Um, We're talking I about Jennifer Lopez. A lot of Jeff, Jennifer yeah. Lopez, yes. Uh, and Renee Zellweger, it's nice to see her back again too. Yeah. We haven't seen a lot of her. Um, <laughs> so I could be talking about both. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, Hustlers, and I like the fact that it's directed by a woman. So, you know, here you have these women who are, who are, you know, working as strippers and, you know, it's not the male gaze that we're seeing them th- through. We're seeing them directed by a woman. So that's, and it's a great story. It's a story of female empowerment. Um, and JLo is great in it. And it is really nice to see her. I loved her way back when in out of sight. Um, oh, yeah. I thought she was so good in that. And, and in she, Selena, you know, she was wonderful. Oh, Selena. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, and even going, you know, the first film she ever did was also for Greg Nava. It was um, Mi Familia, and she was great in that. So um, I think, you know, it's nice to see her in dramatic roles. It's nice to see her out of that kind of ditzy rom-com thing that she was she's been doing a lot of um yeah because mm. i she definitely has the chops to really be you know a, a much more serious actress than she has been and she can lead a movie as we saw with selena so it's nice to see all of those things i mean it is an ensemble movie but it is it, it's hers um in a lot of ways if and, i've understood uh, it correctly it's like a a heist movie with strippers, but are more serious or, or like kind of. I mean, it's women who decide to turn the tables and and kind of um, all the guys who've been treating them pretty rotten. Um, they find a way to fleece them, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not hard since they're there and they're you know getting drunk, and so they get them more drunk. They slightly drug them. And, um, and then of course, then they get all this money, which they split up among the strip clubs and among each other. And then, you know, but this is a true, based on true story, I'm not giving anything away. It's no spoilers here, but, um, what's great is that, you know, they can't really come back and say anything because they're embarrassed a, that they were fleeced by strippers and B that they were even with strippers. Most of them are married men and, you know, upstanding or whatever and so they don't they can't so it's the perfect crime in a lot of ways because you know they can't come back and say no you know they so they stay quiet and um and you know, these are all women who are struggling who are being paid with minimum wage they're not you know they're working in these clubs because they have to some right. of them most of them are mothers and so it's it's a great story of it's it's a lot of fun to watch it it's not like you know the criminality is sort of more understandable than in some cases I just want to take care of my grandma, maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. <laughs> I was close. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. The game is rigged, and it does not reward people who play by the rules. It's like robbing a bank, except you get the keys. 
Are you in? I gotta These are my coworkers. Jobs, please. What if somebody calls the cops? And says what? I spent $5,000 at a strip club, send help. It's interesting because both the Joker and Hustlers are not the usual Oscar patina, as you were saying, but it's no. really fun that both of them are there. Well, I can yeah. tell you that Renee Zellweger is amazing as Judy Garland. In, in a, I'm seeing it next week. Yeah. I can't wait. It's a slightly it's sort of normal biopic. It's not like the best uh, biopic I've ever seen. It, it's pretty basic, but she just you know, knocks it out of the park. So, I mean, the nomination seems like it's in the bag for her from my perspective. Yes. Yes, definitely. We have another space movie, uh, I was going to say. What do you think of, of the chances for Ad Astra? I'm not a fan of the movie particularly, but um, but I think it's a great year for Brad Pitt in between, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and this. So, um, you know, and he would probably be the supporting actor, I guess, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he'd be the best actor for this one. Um, I think he's got a, you know, a, a good shot. Um I, you know, I don't, I guess it's not, I don't see this as finest hour, but I see it, you know, he's certainly, it's certainly his movie. I actually would love to see Antonio Banderas in there. And I think that he deserves to be in there. Um, That's and, one of my favorite movies of the year. The Almodovar me too. movie. Um, me yeah, Pain too. And Glory. I th- he's absolutely yes. incredible. That I was, I had still have that movie in my head. I think it's amazing. Yes, me too. I can't wait to see it again, actually. Um, I mean, what a performance. And oh. it's such a subtle, such a, it's so nuanced. It's so emotional. And yet it's not over the top. It's just, it's clearly Antonio Banderas' best role ever and shows, you know, the depth of, of dramatic actor that he has it within him. And um, even though he, he doesn't done anything with with his appearance, I mean, I was just, for me, he became Almodovar himself. Yes, yes. It was he incredible. disappeared into the role. Yeah. yeah, he disappeared completely. I forgot I was watching Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, so to me, I mean... Yes, Joaquin Phoenix will be in there. Yes, Adam Driver will be in there. I'd love to see Antonio Banderas. I can't imagine how he wouldn't be in there. Um, and then there's some other subtler ones like Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, which I, it was such a surprise of a, a movie for me when I saw it tell you right. I mean, just the title makes me think, I, you know, as a collapsed Catholic, <laughs> I just, you know, I don't really want to see this movie. Um, although, it, you know, he plays Pope Francis, who's a very you know, much more charismatic and likable Pope. But, you know, you have Anthony Hopkins playing Pope Benedict. Um, and it's so good, so well written. Oh. And it's like a masterclass in acting. The, seeing the two of them, you know, and they pretty much are the entire movie. You're fascinated and mesmerized. And it's such a revelation that this is a, a really good film um right. and uh, jonathan price is another one of those undersung actors that you know is given such strong performances he's such a stalwart actor it'd be so great to see him in the oscar mix it was so actor. funny some i was reading a comment by someone i don't remember who it was that said if jonathan price gets the win before glenn close it will be the wife for real <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Four, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's so great. tell me more about what some of the predictions you have based on the festival series uh, scene, scene. So for um, for Best Picture, um, I think, okay, we talked about some of them. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um even though there's, you know, some level of controversy. Um, Marriage Story. 
Uh, the Farewell, going back, I think that's a very, you know, a film people loved. And Parasite, which is probably my favorite out of Telluride, is going to be in there. It's and amazing. you think it's going to be Best Picture and not Best Foreign? Well, it might be in that Roma category where it's in both. Oh, uh, oh interesting. Yeah. And is that the um, same for Almodovar? Yes, although I have a feeling that he could be in best the best actor category. Pin Glory might be in the foreign, but uh-huh. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see it also show up. Um, but yeah, I think there's less of a chance for Pain and Glory maybe um, overall. But then again, Almodovar has won before, so um, as as for foreign, so I think I would love to see both of those in there. You know, we're seeing more foreign films in that, especially if you have eight or ten movies. Um, uh, Little Women, I think, could could pop up in there, depending on you know we have nobody's seen it yet. Or so some Greta Gerwig it. and her her husband or or, or boyfriend will be boyfriend be against Obama. each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if yeah, that's like happened before. Yeah, like a year before. with James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> oh right, that's when it yeah, was like, last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exes, um, The Irishman. You know, uh, of course, a De Niro Scorsese. film has got to be in there. I mean, Scorsese and De Niro for mm-hmm. the for best actor. Um, and then I, there might be some surprises. I, you know, like something like Knives Out, which mm-hmm. is really great. It's a, kind of an Agatha Christie style comedy mystery, but it's so taut and so well done and has so many great twists and turns. It's, it's really, you know, um, much better than that usual genre is. And when that genre is done well, it's very good. But I loved that movie. Oh, I, so I'd, and yeah, that's Ryan that's Johnson, Star Wars. Yes. Right, right, right. Two sort of brothers bloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah back to that, um, as opposed to his Star Wars stuff. So I think definitely, I think that's going to figure in somewhere, whether it's screenplay, but I would, or director, but I would love to see it get in the best picture mix. Ford versus Ferrari is another movie I heard a lot. It's nothing that really interests me, a sort of story about, but, no. but, but it's uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. And I suppose that that, what have you heard of that one and the chances? Well, I saw it. Oh yeah, um, I really did. Yeah, <laughs> did not like it at all. Okay. Um, but I'm in the I'm in the minority. Um, I thought both of their performances were really mediocre. Um, it's actually one of the Christian Bale at times was bad, and I've never seen him be bad before. Wow. So that was yeah, that, that's there's a record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this one just left me cold, and I thought performance performances were bad. The writing was cliched. The story was formulaic. There was one woman character. She was a cliche of a long-suffering wife. I ah. did not like it at all. Okay. <laughs> um, it may, you know, divide along gender lines. You're going to build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. How long did you tell them that you needed? Two, three hundred years? Ninety days. <laughs> this isn't the first time Ford Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol. Go to war. Thank you, sir. Do you think you can beat Ferrari? Rocket We're lighter, we're faster. That don't work. We're nastier. We're gonna make history. You ready? I was born ready, Mr. Shelby. Hit it. People may just go for it because I was hearing it described as kind of an old-fashioned movie, the kind of movie that they just don't make anymore. And I'm yeah, thinking, that's what I heard. Movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, it's the kind of movie they shouldn't be making anymore. But, um, <laughs> but I could figure in there, you know, I hope it doesn't because I really didn't like that one. Um, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood could also figure in there. Yeah, that's Tom Don't Hanks, think- uh, of course. Yes, Tom yeah. Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Rogers. And um, it's not really, it's he'd be in, in the supporting role because it's not really Mr. Rogers' story, not in the same way that the documentary was. It's mm-hmm. the story of a reporter whose life is kind of changed by his Meeting interaction. Him. His Yeah. And it's good. It's fine. It's not great. But I think given the fact that it may be a movie that's needed at this time, you know, in the opposite way that that the Joker reflects the times we're in, um, it may figure into the mix. Um, but uh, I don't think it's necessarily one of the 10 best, but right. it's... Um, I do like it better than, than Ford versus Ferrari. Um, (laughs) And then another one I heard tremendous amount out now, these past festivals is the, the waves or just waves. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Tell me about what is that about? And, Oh my God. It's, um, I, you know, I'm on that uh, site, Gold Derby, where we, we predict things. And I have actually put that in my top 10 for Oscar. And it's more of a wish than a, than a prediction, but, but it could happen. Um, it's a wonderful film. It's, um, it is basically about uh, families and, and one event that happens that sort of shatters a family, but also kind of has, um, you know, reverberations a little further beyond that, that uh, nuclear family. So Sterling K. Brown could have a shot at like supporting actor or something like mm-hmm. that, which is um, amazing yeah. to go from TV because he's been winning everything from This Is Us. Yes. And now yes. he can go and, and really take an, an Oscar as well or get nominated. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah. And he is, he is really, really good in everything he does. So he is. He is. And he's fantastic in this. But then so is everybody in this entire film. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, this was a surprise for me out of Tell Your Ride. I saw it late and I, you know, didn't really know what to expect. And I was blown away. Mm-hmm. It's really that this and Parasite were probably two of my favorites, Pain and Glory. There was also a film called Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which will probably be in the foreign language mix, Celine Scamma, and it's fantastic as well. Um, there's, there's some really good foreign films this year. Last year, Netflix put everything it had into Roma, and this year yes. they are just on fire with movies. They have you they were mentioning are. the two popes, and they have um, Marriage Story, and then there was one more, um, which I don't remember now. The Irishman, well, they, of course. the Irishman, yeah. yes. So, and then they have no, Dolomite is my name, Atlantics. They have a lot of other ones, The Laundromat, Steven Soderbergh's movie. So they have a lot coming up. So, and I don't think they're going to do as they did last year. They already are not, mm-hmm. you know, putting it all into Roma. They're putting their, they've taken a different tack yeah. this time around. But this year it feels like that they were, they're going to take home probably for even more, even more than they did last year. They're really yeah, in so this plus, Oscar game. <laughs> they are. And yeah. so is Amazon for that matter with the report and, um, and, oh, uh, the Goldfinch, the which I heard was terrible. Oh, awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Not Goldfinch, but Aeronauts, which is coming up that has Felicity Jones and, um, that, you know, it, it has kind of an Oscar patina to it. Um, the report, which has Adam Driver, um, they have a couple others that, that there. So I think the problem is, and this is, you know, we saw it in Toronto where a lot of people, you know, there was a theater chain that did not want to show that, that refused to show Netflix or Amazon any streaming services films. Uh, and I think we're going to run into that issue again since Spielberg was, you know, sort of leading the charge on that. Um, so we're going to see how, how that plays out um, right. this time around. And, and it may be that enough people will be in, you know, enough of the old guard will be entrenched and just refuse to give, 
they'll give a nomination, but they won't give Best Picture the way it happened last year. Because, I mean, it was such a glaring, horrible thing. I mean, Roma was so much better than Green Book, there was no question. And to see it, you know, to see that happen, you knew that it had more to do with the formats than anything else. Right, right. Yeah, that we'll see what happens if times, if it loosens up a little bit, or we'll see. Yes, we'll see. yes, definitely. Okay, well, let's hit these Emmys. I just thought we'd talk about a few of the categories here at the end of the show to see what you're thinking. Should we start with some actors in this in- interesting sure. TV shows? Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you the different um, actors in the different categories, and you'll tell me what you think, and I'll tell you what I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so supporting actor in a comedy, we have Alan Arkin for The Kaminsky Method, Anthony Carrigan for Barry, Tony Hale for Veep, Stephen Root for Barry, Tony Shalhoub for Mrs. Maisel, and Henry Winkler for Barry. Um, I personally love Tony Shalhoub and Mrs. Maisel, um, and I also love Tony Hale and Veep. So those, those are like sort of my top ones. And I have to admit, I have not seen Barry. Um, so, and that's, you know, that takes up a lot of it, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm going to maybe say Tony Hale. That's, um, that's what I think too. Also because Veep is ending. Yes. So I exactly. think that, and if not, and, and perhaps, um, Henry Winkler, but he did win last year. It's just that he was really good in this season again. So that's okay. It. And yeah. He, and he never won all those years for happy days and As everything. Fonzie. There's a yeah. narrative. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm with yeah. you, Antonio. I'm one of the rare, rare people that I probably shouldn't say that I don't like Mrs. Maisel very much. I don't like the oh, show. Really? I don't. I okay. don't know. I never fell for it which is probably weird. (laughs) I'm a big fan of, um, I was a Gilmore Girls fan. Yes, I was too. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I've sort of just fallen for it because of that. But I can understand that. I mean, there are times when it annoyed me, but I went with it. And I've always loved Tony Shellhoop and everything. Oh, I love love him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's not that. It's just, I don't know. I'll have to go, I'll have to analyze myself for it. It's just something totally about it. Okay. Well, that's how I felt about Ford versus Ferrari. It was like, what is everybody seeing in this (laughs) film that I'm not? But then I talked to some other women and we all, it might have, it was almost like, it wasn't as, as simple as male, female, but it was sort of maybe there was some of that. Dynamic, right, right, right. Anyway. So supporting <laughs> actress in a comedy series. There's a lot of, of nominees here. Alex Bornstein and Mrs. Maisel, Anna Klumsky and Veep, Cian Clifford and Fleabag, Olivia Coleman and Fleabag, Betty Gilpin and Glow, Sarah Goldberg and Barry, Marin Hinkle in Mrs. Maisel, and Kate McKinnon in Saturday Night Live. Gosh, that's a lot of nominees. Oh, that is a great category. Yeah. That is a really great category. I love Fleabag. Oh, with me too. All my heart. <laughs> oh, love, love, love. So, and Olivia Coleman is always so brilliant in everything. And she did win the Oscar last year. So that's I guess my, my money. Too. That's my pick. Me yeah, too. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. we have Yay. that one in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so supporting actor in drama. Alfie Allen, Game of Thrones, Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul, Nikolai Kostrovaldo, Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklish, Game of Thrones, Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul, Michael Kelly, House of Cards, and Chris Sullivan in This Is Us. <sighs> and there's, there's a few of those that I haven't seen, so I'm just taking wild guesses, but I guess, I, I think Peter Dinklage, I mean, you know, 
Yeah. Me Happy too. And, and the end of Game of Thrones, the season isn't, I mean, the series is over. I think that yes. that's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he's always so great. And yeah, so I, I think that's that's my pick. Yeah. Um, Me that's too. That's kind of an easier one. So we're not fighting yet. <laughs> <laughs> so supporting actress in drama, Gwendolyn Christie, Game of Thrones, Julia Garner, Ozark, Lena Headey, Game of Thrones, Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve, Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones, and Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones. Well, it has to be someone from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it has to be someone from Game of Thrones. The question is, is it going to be Maisie, Lena, or Gwendolyn, or Sophie? <laughs> I'm going for Lena, I hear. I, 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 I am too, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's who I would go for. That's. Yeah. I think that that's been sort of the talk. And, and, and Although and, I do like Fiona Shaw and Killing Eve, too. I oh, she's like great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, mean, just think as an actress. There's just too yeah. much Game of Thrones in this yeah. category for it not, for to, it go not to, get... <laughs> to go to Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> and again, series ended and all that. And right. Yeah. Right. So. so lead actress in a comedy series, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Wow, she was terrific in that. I'm not sure she'll win, but she was. Uh, Rachel Brothman uh, for Mrs. Maisel. Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. Natasha Leone for Russian Doll. Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. God, this, this is, is a tough incredible one. Incredible uh, category. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So emotionally for me, it's Phoebe Waller Bridge for absolutely. And I'd love to see her get it. And I'm still gonna say it's her, but I have a feeling it'll go to Julie Louis Drive just because it's the end of Veep. Yeah. I'm I'm I still cannot not support Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. So she's this is so what brilliant. I, was, I, I just have to shout out Natasha Leone, who I think is amazing she's great. in Russian yes. Doll. And it's just a, such a, a an unusual series that I thought was so good. Yes, Here's my thinking. I, agree. I, I think Phoebe I Waller. Think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say Catherine O'Hara is also really good. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic category. Everybody is great in this so category. Great. Here's yeah. my thinking. I feel the same way as you from in my heart of hearts. I'd love it to go to Phoebe Waller bridge, uh, but I think that she's going to win for like writing and other things. I really think that they're going to give Fleabag a few things and her specifically, since she also, you know, is behind yes. it and that's why yes. they'll give this one to julia lou dreyfus as a thank you on the other hand she's yes. won so many times she has but, yeah. but she is just the best thing out there i mean she really yeah. is incredible so, she's amazing you know, yeah and usually yeah. they go with the narrative of things are ending thank you for your time yes. yeah <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but i do hope i really i mean it would be a scandal if phoebe wasn't up there for something else i know i know uh, and then i think sometimes too that Maybe in some ways she's off-putting to, like, the older male kind of characters or, you know, so you never know how that might well, work. Well, they can go watch Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so lead actor in a comedy, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Ted Danson, The Good Place, Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method, Bill Hader for Barry, or Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek? Yeah, this is tougher for me because I have not seen Black Monday me or neither. the Kavinsky Method. Um, so I love Don Cheadle and I love Anthony Anderson. I've heard Michael Douglas is great. Probably Michael Douglas just because he's older and, you know, that people kind of, there's an affection for him, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then I also hear fantastic things about Bill Hader and he's great. This is a tougher category. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I love Eugene Levy, too. But I think it's probably going to go to Michael Douglas. I don't know. Okay. Let's 
What do you I, think? I think that uh, Bill Hader has a really big shot because he's having such a year with it mm-hmm. and with this and, mm-hmm. with, and everyone's talking about him and is really good in that. And it's also his series that he's both written and directed. And then I right. have to say, I think everyone is talking about Eugene Levy. Isn't it sort of his time for I his love peers yeah. to sort of... Uh, but I'm going to go with Bill Hader. Um, but I think you may be right that they may not give it to the younger one here. I'm not sure, but but that's what I'm yeah. going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure either. And I love Bill Hader. I think he's really brilliant. And I love Eugene Levy too. So it's okay. probably not going to go to Anthony Anderson. No, um, so I, I don't think so much. either. <laughs> or, or Ted Danson maybe. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, lead actress in drama. Here we have more Game of Thrones, right? or at least to begin with. Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder, Laura Linney for Ozark, Mandy Moore, This Is Us, Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, and Robin Wright, House of Cards. Wow, is That's anyone still cat- watching House of Dude. Cards? I know, <laughs> ever since Kevin Spacey left, yeah. I Personally, I love Sandra Oh. I, I mean, Viola Davis, she's won before, she's fantastic. Laura Linney's always great, but I'm going to go with Sandra O oh on this one. I'm going to go with Sandra on this one. I, I, it may be. Do you think Amelia Clark just for the Game of Thrones? I'm not because sure. the show is ending again. Yeah, 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 yeah. it could be. It could very well be. I'll go um, with Sandra O oh too. I think that she did such a good job hosting just yes. a while back, and people yes. like her. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, lead actor, the last one of the actors in drama. That's Jason Bateman, Ozark, Sterling K. Brown. Here he is. Um, this is us. Yes. Kit Harrington, Game of Thrones, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Billy Porter for Pose, and Milo Ventimiglia. This is us. Mm-hmm. Billy Porter would be so much fun. I think it's Billy Porter. It might be Billy Porter's year. You think so? Um, oh, that would be amazing. I know. I know. It'd be fantastic. On the other hand, it could go to Kit Harrington again on the Game of Thrones thing. Um, oh, Jason Bateman is so good. Sterling K. Brown has won, right? Yes, he's won. Milo. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe Billy Porter. I'm going out on the limb here. Yes, but, um, I think they're going to go with Sterling again. I just think they don't have another, and and I also think he also is having a year with with his, you know, with Wave and all. I, I, yes, I'm, I'm not sure, yes. but but that's I think that sometimes he's so he's always so good. Yeah. So and he gives good possible. speeches and yes. Okay, so the last three categories. I wanted to ask you about limited series also in, and not just comedy and drama because it's such an amazing year and it's such a difficult for, for the limited series in particular. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that too. There we have Chernobyl, Escape from Danamora, Fosse Verdon, Sharp Objects, and When They See Us. I mean, those Oh, are it has f- to go to When They See Us. You think so? To. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great series. Um, Ava's amazing and she's done a lot for TV, uh, you know, in general, as well as films and, you know, Escape Denmore was great. Fosse Verdon, Sharp, they're all good. But when they see us was just exceptional. Okay. I what think, do you think? I think it's going to go to Chernobyl. Everyone. Mm. And it, it literally has like 100% on every single Rotten Tomatoes type. Of I thing have not everywhere. seen it. But so I, it's almost like I can't totally weigh in here. But um, I was so affected by when they see us. So that's and I will not be, cry it. I love Chernobyl, but I will not be sad if when they see us wins. I mean, that's the thing about this category. They're all really good. So so yeah, okay, yeah, well, exactly. there, there we may split. 
Okay. And then the last two, comedy series, Barry, Fleabag, The Good Place, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, or Veep. Fleabag! Again, so many good movies. It's going to go to Veep probably because it's the end, but I want it to go to uh, Fleabag. My so. thoughts exactly. That's what I think too. <laughs> and, if, and if one knew, and if the MA voters were a little bit more, they, you know, less traditional you you could think it would be fleabag but i doubt it will be Veep, which right. is great also but i mean it's one so many and russian times. doll is also really great oh, God. um yeah okay the drama series uh better call saul bodyguard game of thrones killing eve ozark pose succession this is us i think it's gonna have to be game of thrones um you i know, think given, so too it should yeah. be succession but the game of thrones it'll be yes it will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have liked to have seen Killing Eve in a way, but um, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see what happens on the 22nd. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and we'll compare We'll have to re reconvene soon. after that. Yes. <laughs> Claudia, thank you so much for joining me. It's always great. Thank you again for having me. I have a great time. Thank you so much to Claudia Puig. The Emmy Awards will be on September 22nd, so you can see how we did on our predictions. And of course, Pop Culture Confidential will be dipping into film awards season all the rest of the year. And thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a minute, please rate the show. It really helps others who like this kind of content to find us. This show was edited by Tom Hansen, and I'm Christina Yerling-Biro. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.